Spawnerly is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaku, y'all. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, everybody? This is the Spawn Me Podcast with your host, Khalif Adams. I am Khalif Adams. I hope you're doing really, really well. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Hope you've had a fantastic week. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend, or you had a wonderful weekend because it is Monday and it is a time it's time for a new show, a new episode of Spawn Me to come out. Um excited to be back. We took a couple of uh weeks off um to be completely transparent. I just wasn't feeling like making content. It was, it was, I was in a not great state of mind. I was just not really happy uh, with the state of the world, you know, all the things that have been happening. Gaming industry has been feeling like ass cheeks uh, in the ways that people have been talking to each other and the discourse that's been in the space. And, you know, we've had this discussion on, on some, some other episodes of the show, but that really winds up wearing on you in a weird way. Like, especially if you're, you know, trying to be empathetic and trying to think about like all the ways that you are connected to the people that you work in and around in terms of your peers and all that kind of stuff. And just the gaming industry right now just feels whack. (laughs) It just feels gross. Like people just sniping at each other about everything. Everybody digging into conversations that don't need to be dug into. And, at least in my at least in my opinion like we spend so much energy on dumb shit um and that just sometimes affects me and my want to share a a conversation in a way that feels like it doesn't really have value and and you know i i hear from all of you all the time of how much you appreciate the show and I have to be better about trying to figure out ways to get through that for all of you because there's again there's an expectation for us to have content uh, every week and I and I want to make sure that I'm fulfilling that not only for me as a person who wants to be in the mix but also the and for the growth of the show but also for Fanbyte who we were working with and in, in, in making things happen in that respect so you know just a little you know peek behind the curtain of why we didn't get a couple of episodes out in the past couple of weeks we did have a really great one with Kate Sanchez who is brilliant and fantastic. We talk all about DEI and about, um, you know, data and getting those things right in the space. Um, But I'm kind of happy we didn't do anything. It it gave me a little bit of space to, you know, continue to think about what Spawn Me needs to be for me to be happy with it, for me to feel like it's doing what it needs to do and it feels for for it to feel relevant in the ways it needs to. Uh, But also it just makes me feel uh, happy because we waited for you know, this big announcement from PlayStation um, to come through, which is going to be the the crux of this whole episode. We're going to talk literally just about the state of play and and, and the stuff that I thought was really, really cool and and groovy, as the young kids say. Um, Before we get into that, I do have to say, uh, huge shout out to my friends over in the FCF, the Fan Control Football League. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday. I just got back from Atlanta today. Uh, having covered uh, the playoff games for the Fan Control Football League. Uh, I was hanging with the fam, Patrick Dees, you know, co-owner of the, the, the Fan Control Football League, and Josh McCuga, who's brilliant and funny, uh, fam of the show, Jeff Kanata, uh, and, you know, uh, getting to do all that on behalf of NBCLX uh, was a blessing. You know, I, I don't use that word loosely, um, it was really nice to be around people who 
really care about that family vibe around a thing that they have built. Um, they have all these strangers come together for the good of not only these players who are getting a second chance at, you know, getting to the to the big show or getting the, getting more eyes on them and trying to continue their football uh, football dreams to to be professional players. Um, and me getting to be a small sliver of that in what we get a chance to do on the people's pregame and and share that kind of stuff out is is something that I don't take for granted. I always am very very. Um, cognizant of how I got into a position uh, to be able to host a thing on you know on NBC with a big crew with you know folks at the fan control football league who again have blown it out for season 2.0 um, so I have to give them massive love. I have to give the folks from NBC Alexa a bunch of love uh, for flying me out for the playoff game. I'm sad that I won't be um, there to go check out the um, the finals, um, but I'll be in LA next week, next weekend to cover uh, Summer Games Fest. So that's going to be pretty awesome. I'm very, very stoked to be able to go do that this week. Um, and, and and go fly out to LA to go check out some some games that you know I am very excited for and stuff that we got a chance to see during state of play uh, because man at first I was a little bit worried I was like I don't know if state of play is really going to be the jam uh, I'm sorry uh, state of play is going to be the jam and if that's going to lead into summer games for us not being as exciting as as I hoped but. I have lots of things to talk about in that respect. I don't think this episode is going to be super long, but I will I will dig into some of those feelings. So to begin to do that, let's jump right into the 411. So first up. On the 411, we are going to talk about all the stuff that I was really digging. There was a lot of goodness in the space for the state of play. I, I, you know, usually state of plays don't hit like that. They don't really hit in the ways that you hope because it's kind of underwhelming in a lot of different ways. But this one actually came through with some goods, especially stuff that I am really excited for. Um, they started off the show with a lot of PlayStation VR stuff, which I was not expecting. Uh, PlayStation VR 2 is is my most anticipated piece of hardware coming up. Of course, I want my stream de- my Steam Deck. I'm dying to get my hands on that. But to be honest, the thing that I am the most excited about moving into this generation is PlayStation VR 2. It is something that I have been hoping for. You know, I, I was a big proponent of the first one really love what they what they put out in the world but i was really hoping that they were going to really up the ante with not only the games that they were going to be providing with us for playstation vr2 but again from a hardware perspective as a person who used to work in the vr space a little bit um you know i'm always going to be you know a person who's like pushing let's let's push tech let's push tech as far as we as we can uh, to give all of us these more immersive experiences so i was really really hyped to see how they kind of started off the show um and they started off the show with resident evil remake which i was not resident evil 4 remake i'm not that excited about that i love resident evil 4 i think resident evil 4 is great i think that game was brilliant and a masterpiece and when it came out 
I am just not a fan of remakes anymore. Like, I just don't care about remakes being in the space. I've already played those games. I want new stuff. I don't want old stuff that you give me that's prettier. Don't give me that. I don't care about it. I, I know people really give a shit. I don't care. It's not that deep. It's not a thing that I'm just like, oh my God, can I have more remakes? No. Make me new stuff. Make new stuff. They do have PSVR 2 content that's going to be in it. Again, if you played it um, in VR before, that was great. I thought it was awesome. I think it was a really cool experience. But, you know, with Resident Evil um, 7 and Village also getting some uh, PlayStation VR 2 treatments, which I think is actually going to be cool because, again, there are a lot of moments within that game that really do what you want VR to do. VR is always about a couple of things for me. One is immersion. And again, the immersion coming through you being in the eyes of the character that you're in. But I think one of the things that is always a touch point for me of like what can make a really fun VR experience is you have to change how you are thinking about your relationship to in relation to things around you in terms of size. I remember very much uh, being a skeptic of what VR was going to wind up doing until I had done the, that giant robot demo that first kind of came out with the HTC Vive and the Oculus where you were in the forest and you were standing there and this big giant robot parts these trees and looks down on you and the sense of scale really brought across how that thing breaks your brain in a way that makes you feel like you are in a space where a 200 foot giant is in front of you lady d being almost 10 feet tall it's going to be really cool to see those moments in vr and how you are you know, being chased by this monster who's coming after you and you have to think about all the things that move within that space. So that's going to be very, very cool. Um, Horizon as well, Forbidden West, had a really cool uh, VR trailer, which I think also is going to be really important. I think that game of all the ones that they showed during the, 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 the state of play was the most um, impressive visually there's always a really hard thing to kind of co- to, to pull across too like I, I feel like VR also hasn't gotten to a level where it is matching you know the the fidelity that we see within other games it's really hard to do that in VR for sure like assets have to be kind of you know down res a little bit you don't really get stuff that's mega mega high res um, and you can't put a lot in the scene at the same time because you have to basically do a lot of work to make sure that you are getting the 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 motion right when you're in in vr spaces but i i'm hoping that we get to a space you know before i die (laughs) where that becomes less of a conversation that becomes something that just we don't have to worry about because we've already passed the uh hardware limitations of what you have to do to get those kinds of games in the way um so that's kind of cool um in that respect i do think that the um you know horizon vr game is gonna look cool it's gonna do stuff that really lends to what that gameplay is already gonna do well so i think like shooting your bow we've seen a lot of games where you do that i think the like peeling pieces off the um the robot animals is gonna be actually cooler in vr 
uh, because you'll be able to kind of like really pinpoint stuff. It'll feel more rewarding in some ways. Um, so that's going to also be very, very cool. You know, they had stuff like No Man's Sky VR, which again is already in the space. I think it'll look really pretty. It'll look prettier. It'll probably run a little bit smoother. Uh, you'll maybe get some some new tricks uh, within the, the control schemes with the way they're doing inside out and, and all those kinds of things with the haptic feedback that's going to be in the PSVR 2 controller. So that's going to be pretty, pretty cool as well. So PlayStation VR had a really kind of great showing for its first layer of you know what we were hoping to see within that game so i am very much excited for that uh in a real way um the game that blew me away where i was like i need that right now was the callisto protocol that game looks nuts that thing looks wild as a big dead space fan this feels like almost a serial uh, a successor to that uh franchise in a way even though we know the dead 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 space remake is coming out this feels like a bloodier gorier version of what we even got in those dead space moments and I am here for it. I am really excited for that game. I think that game is going to be dope. They, you know, the, the conversation initially was about how that game was a part of the PUBG universe, and they've talked about decoupling those, um, and those now not being a part of the same ecosystem and kind of the same part of the lore, which I'm kind of actually happy about. Like, I, I don't need that to be, you know, in that mix in that way. I, I'm happy that it's kind of its own solo story and is doing something else. I'm ready for that game in every way possible they showed that thing off and it was gory it was bloody it was a lot of body horror it's a lot of monsters getting stomped out in the face it was cool stuff i want that game right now that is a thing that i am extremely hyped for a thing that i care about in a real way you know i love horror you know it's a thing that i'm excited about so y'all are like just give me that that's the thing i want make that the thing that you put into my body and, and give me that as soon as possible um there were a couple of surprises that i didn't expect in a couple of games that one that we knew about uh that finally got shown off a little bit um and one that i hadn't heard about at all which i thought was fantastic you always need a couple of kind of banger surprises to come through where um you know you you just didn't have any expectation for it to be in the mix um the the, the one that i am the most excited about is street fighter 6. street fighter 6 looks dope they're dig they're digging into kind of this graffiti hip-hop vibe that that's that's nuts characters are vibrant the screen is gonna pop with all these little ink splashes and splotches the fighting looks kind of dope there was some leaked stuff that dropped out uh, a couple days after the state of play from you know capcom is probably not going to be happy that that dropped and was out in the world but it was something that you didn't have an expectation for because we had been wondering how does that game what is that game going to look like we had seen the initial screenshots of ryu uh but hadn't really seen anything else about like how was some of that stuff going to kind of work and what's what's the kind of continue like the overall aesthetic going to be because i think to be fair 
that game needed a visual overhaul like it needed to kind of have a freshening up of how it looks and with the direction that they're going in it looks dope i like i was watching maximilian dude's um reaction video to it and he as a person who is deeply embedded within the fighting game community you know you you look to people like him to see like you know is he excited because the connection that he has and his audience has to that scene is really important it's a thing that comes across in a way that you 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 want people who are the most strident most knowledgeable folks to be able to be excited about it and his hype was off the chain he was yelling he was screaming he was rewinding it stopping it pausing it looking at all the little individual things and that really brought together like this feeling of like okay capcom is really thinking about this in a bigger and broader way of like all right let's let's push the limits on this let's see what we can do let's give it some new stuff some new some new juice and and see what we can do there there were a couple of things that i thought were even more interesting about that info dump that wound up happening and they they didn't do a really good job of of putting all that information into the um into the 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 state of play because it didn't really fit you would need a longer conversation to be able to do it so they put some stuff on the capcom blog and some stuff on the playstation blog and talked about a couple of new systems so you saw it within the trailer itself where you had this overworld where your character was walking around what seemed to be like not a lobby but potentially a space in which you would make a avatar that would walk around these this open world space and basically challenge other people's avatars to fight I don't know what that's going to be. I don't care what it is, but I want it. Like, if they're going to do something that's going to feel like, you know, when you had Soul Calibur and you were making your character and you, you mix and matched all these different pieces to give your character and avatar this unique look. Imagine if there was a thing in which you go out into the world and you go fight somebody and you can fight not only for rank, but you can fight for something else. Like you're like, ooh, like I will put up an item that I got for battle. Like, I don't know, if this, again, this is stuff I don't know. These are things that I'm like, I would love to see this. You're like, oh, I got this really cool backpack. If we fight, you can win the backpack that I have and that you, and you get it, right? If you beat me. You know, like, what if they do some stuff like that? That would be fire, and it would be super, super cool. The other thing that they talked about, which was like, holy crap, why didn't they think about this uh, earlier, was they're pulling in folks within the fighting game scene who are some of the best commentators uh, who you would see at a competition or you see at a, you know, at a Evo or something like that. And they're pulling them in to do basically live commentary on your fights in real time. So they've recorded enough audio to be able to do basically play by play as if you were fighting in a tournament from some of the best known folks within the fighting game community to see how that mix is going to, is going to kind of go into the space. I think that's going to be super cool. The one thing I worry about is like, are those chirps going to be mega repetitive, right? Have they figured out a good way? Cause I think there's two, two or three things that I remember that were like, uh, 
you can do this really well, you can do this really badly. Like, I think MLB The Show is one of the best versions of pulling in commentary that is dynamic and will change throughout uh, a moment of, of a thing happening. They've done a really good job with that. I think that's the thing that is probably at the top of the list of, of, of games that are doing that stuff well. I think about like games like NBA Street that had like Bobito, you know, being the commentator and that stuff. They didn't record enough stuff to make that game really pop with the way that they were trying to do that stuff. So I'm super hyped for Street Fighter Six. I think the the art style is going to be great. I fingers crossed. You know, I'm hoping that maybe they show something at State of State of Play. I mean, not State of Play, uh, Summer Games Fest this year. Uh, when I go down to LA, I hope they're going to have something there. If they do, we'll, I'll be talking about it. Hopefully, I get some chance to play something. So that'll be cool. Um, another surprise was this game from Roll Seven. Again, the folks who have made Ali Ali World. Again, we had them on our show. Uh, and we had them talking about a lot of stuff that they do because I love all the stuff that they put into the world. And they came out of nowhere with this rad-ass game called Roller Dome, Roller Drome, I'm sorry, which looks like Tony Hawk and uh, like Max Payne mixed together, but in this like really cool cel-shaded art style that just looks nuts it looks cool like it has nothing but style going on for it like i hope it shoots well i hope it plays well but like mashing up tony hawk and like max Payne slow-mo like that's a wild concept it's coming out in august which is going to be cool so we'll be to get, get a chance to play it pretty soon i'm hyped for that that thing is going to look good there was also this other really cool game that showed up a while ago called season a letter to the future um and i just love the way this game looks it looks like you're again you're this character who is you know traveling through this world and you're trying to kind of un unravel this story um it, you know about about the state of the world and it's great black protagonist who looks really really cool um again art style is really speaking to me in a, in a fun way i was like wow this looks really cool I'm dying to see more about this. It's always hard though, because you're just like, damn, like, ah, when? When do I get a chance to play some of this stuff? You know, the thing that's going to be cool is like, I think a lot of people are going to be talking about, you know, not only how, you know, I think a lot of people were still worried about the, oh man, Redfall and uh, Starfield are not going to be in 2022. I think there's enough games that are going to be dropping within the rest of this calendar year that we'll be okay. Like, I think the, most folks are going to still be rolling through backlogs and other stuff to kind of get to that spot where, you know, they're going to be able to say, oh, well, there is actually a bunch of stuff to be able to play. You know, there'll be stuff that's going to be dropping on Game Pass. You know, there's going to be stuff that's going to be coming out, uh, hopefully with PS Plus, that's going to be dropping on, on, on some day and date stuff. I think there's enough things right now that is going to be actually coming out in a real way that's going to be brilliant. The other thing I, that I almost forgot about the Street Fighter 6 news was it's coming back to Xbox, which is a really big deal. Um, it coming back to Xbox is actually going to be really big because remember, it was mostly on the PlayStation platform for the past couple of, of games. And it wind up probably, you know, not really giving as many people a chance to dig into that game and in that world in a way that was going to really benefit the fighting game community in a good way. I think you need more games that are going to be cross-plat for these kinds of games. Cross-gen, which this game is also going to be, is going to be on PS4, PS5, and then 
uh, all the Xboxes and PC. So that's the thing to think about too. Like this game is going to have way more people playing it or trying it out than we've seen in a Street Fighter in a while. Now they just have to make sure that they have their netcode together because it was a huge problem for them in the previous iteration and was a thing that a lot of people were just like really upset about because again, if you can't play people online, it's going to be a problem. It's just going to be a difficult thing for you to get people to have buy-in for your game and for your property to be able to do that kind of stuff. So uh, I wanted to, re- to remind you all of that before we, we moved on to some, some other stuff. Um, what else was it? Tunic is coming to PlayStation. You know, that game that, that was great from uh, the friends over at... Why can't I think of it right now? I totally blanked on the studio right now my brain just farted and i don't know where it did um but it was it's a great game i've been playing it on 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 xbox it's really dope it's a fantastic game uh excited to play more of it it's harder than i thought it was going to be which is also a thing that i did not expect uh but i am actually really excited for that game uh being in the mix uh for what's going to be coming down the pipe so i mean it was a it was a pretty solid showing for PlayStation. I think a lot of folks were worried about what was going to be in the scope of what the state of play was going to be. I think most times folks, again, who were already to be haters and haterific were like, oh, no, they actually had a banger of a show um, to, to get out into the world. I think that that is going to be a thing that is going to give them some momentum um, moving into uh, the rest of the year, especially with, you know, some of the things that we knew were going to potentially happen. Right. So like Spider-Man remastered, uh, and Miles Morales are going to be coming to PC. You know, we knew that that was going to wind up being a thing at some point. It just made sense. It's going to look really pretty and gorgeous when it winds up happening. Uh, that's going to be a thing that everyone is going to really be excited for and, and care about. Um, so, you know, that's going to be great for them to be able to say, Oh yeah, we just have that in the mix for folks who didn't know exactly what they were going to wind up doing um and 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 like mapping out what the rest of their year is going to look like for for or next year more likely next year is going to look like um one last thing uh the final fantasy 16 uh combat and story trailer popped up i people got mad at me because i you know you know i'm not a jrpg fan i am not a turn-based strategy fan i'm really not a final fantasy fan i think final fantasy is ass but i have to say final fantasy 16 looked dope it looked cool you know again they, they 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 doubled down on the like grandiose parts of that game it's it just looks really big it's extremely large in terms of monsters and summons fighting each other looking like big mecha gods trying to kill each other and stuff like that that stuff will will like perk my ears up in a way that's like okay you know i'm not that hyped for whatever that's going to wind up being because I just don't believe in Final Fantasy because I'm like, you make these really convoluted games and these convoluted stories and you you drag it all out for, God knows, 16 freaking games. Like, I know it's not all the same story. I know it's all, like, splinters of narratives, but, like, goddamn, like, make something else. Do something else. But they can't because they're, like, stuck. 
at this point of like we got to make the same thing over and over because the fandom loves it and the fandom is super hyped for it and all that kind of stuff and i'm just like bleh no one cares about that stuff i don't that's not true i'm not gonna say that people care about it but i think people really just over index in a way i don't know you know what that's not true that's me that's 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 me diminishing people's joy and that's not fair it's not for me i want to understand why people like it so much and i'm trying to figure out if it is just a nostalgia or if it is something else that is really connecting with people that i just never missed or that that i that i just missed and never really connected with in a in a real way uh I, i hope people like it and i hope it's cool and bleh Final Fantasy. <laughs> I like y'all can keep it. If it's still, it's never final because they're gonna just keep making more. So that's the thing. Anyway, um, before we get up out of here, uh, for this fairly short episode of Spawn Me, I'll tell you a couple things that I've been checking out that I think you should check out. One, I think Diablo Immortal is pretty dope. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, it's been a lot of fun to dig into on mobile. I, I want to see what it feels like when I play it on PC. See if it has that 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 same feel because uh, mobile games are just difficult because you have to use the on-screen um, controls. I haven't really hooked a controller up to my uh, to my phone to be able to play it. So I'm gonna try it on an iPad, try it on my on my my laptop and see how it feels there. But as a person who you know really likes uh, Diablo. Um, it's been a fun experience. I mean, there's been a lot of conversations about the microtransaction bits and I I didn't go on a rant on Twitter, but I was like, you know, I'm a little tired of the conversation about microtransactions because it's always about how it's just about the predatory nature of the, the game company who's making the thing. And I'm like, well, I would love to hear somebody talk about some personal responsibility in there. I'd also love to hear people talk about this need to have everything which i think is at the crux of a lot of the conversations that winds up getting missed around predatory loot boxes and stuff like that is like yes we understand the thing that they're tapping in your psyche to be able to get into that spot but like when are we as humans going to be better than just delving into what our base feelings are and our base emotions are and be a little smarter before we continue to just be like, this is all terrible and this is shitty because they put these predatory things in here. If you know they're going to do that stuff, and or if not if you know they're going to do it, if they do it, like you have all right to just not play it. Or you have the right to just be like, I'm going to play up to the spot where it feels like it's asking me for a bunch of money and then just dip out on it. But it's like we go through this cycle of continuously talking about this layer of this form of monetization and i'd much rather talk about like why humans have this need to always have everything or to feel like they are having this layer of fomo that they have to complain about instead of being like i enjoyed what i had i enjoyed what i got and i'm okay with that like yeah, we have to work. We have we have to pay attention and take care of people who have, you know, uh, 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 you know, have those feelings of like I need to gamble my life away. And people who are like, you know, uh, susceptible to that kind of stuff, like sure, they can put a trigger warning on the game and be like, if you have a, you know, a pr- proponent, uh, a, 
uh, a tendency to want to gamble. This may not be the game for you or there's gambling in it. So maybe you should not do it. But like, we never talk about the personal responsibility parts of the microtransaction game. And that, that, oh, that kind of annoys me. Cause I'm just like, well, fuck we're not all just like mindless idiots who just can't have, like you can't deal with your own, uh, uh self-control. Like there has to be a layer of self-control there for you to be able to do anything in a way that's like not going to overindulge in a lot of stuff. I don't know. I've never been a person who has been, I haven't fallen for the loot box thing. Like I, I think you saw it in 2k and people were all VC, blah, blah, blah. You need to do this stuff. And I'm like, I don't, it's, I don't think it's that deep. Like, yeah, the whales will pay the people who are really out, who are like, I need to have a fix. will will get caught up in the mix, but also like most of the people are just buying what they want and playing for what they need. And, things aren't that nuts but we made it into this thing that is like it feels like it's more dangerous in people's minds than what it is in in actual reality again i've seen some studies i've not seen all of them again i understand the layers of like yes there are people out there who have gambling problems and gambling issues and and they are the ones who want to be getting sucked up into the stuff but also like y'all shouldn't be touching this shit (laughs) to be honest like it's not a th- if you know you you know you have an issue why are you why, why are you even delving into it I don't understand it as a human from a human emotion part I don't get that part that part just bugs me anyway uh, a couple of things uh, I think you should be watching if you really love uh, gory stuff uh, the boys season three is back in the mix man oh man this series is so good the boys are back it is so good i'm really enjoying it they are going all out this season it is just a wild ass time um love death and robots on netflix go check that out i think that that is also really brilliant it's been something i haven't heard a lot of people talking about this season uh but i am actually pretty pretty hyped for it 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 was uh a little bit up and down in terms of some of the episodes but i think it's going to be really cool um modern warfare is going to get its first gameplay trailer coming out this week uh so that's going to be a thing to watch out for uh to check out as well um and yeah like you know i've been going through it trying to figure out like what's the next thing i'm going to play what's the new stuff i'm going to dig into and, and and mess around with i wound up buying a bally astrocade uh because I was feeling reminiscent of old school, really old school gaming. So I'm, I'm going to go and uh, go pick that up. But now i got to figure out, oh, crap, I need an RF switch. Where the hell do I get an RF switch to go actually play this thing? It's going to be fun, me trying to figure out all the pieces of stuff that I need to actually play this thing again. Uh, so you may see it hanging out here in the studio uh, once it winds up coming in. So, uh, yeah massive amounts of love to everybody out there again say to play was a banger summer games fest is this weekend so you may see some stuff during the weekend monday you'll definitely get an episode talking all about summer games fest stuff that i got a chance to see uh stuff that isn't under embargo because i think some of that stuff is going to be under embargo uh so stay tuned for that and yeah we're going to get up out of here for this episode of spawn on me again make sure you're checking out the show uh every monday uh make sure you're checking out people's pregame our last episode is next weekend 9 a.m uh on the uh pacific time 12 uh on the eastern time so it's the last episode of that show so my time with nbc will be ending then 
Um, and then I'll have more information in it. And in about two weeks, uh, you'll get a cool announcement about some stuff that I'm doing for my day job. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, at least tell you probably where I'm working. Uh, so we'll get more information about that kind of stuff in a couple of weeks. So much love to you all. Go anybody but the Celtics. Dubs, I hope they win tonight. I uh, hope the Rangers win and, and get the cup uh, when they get into the pl- into the finals. Uh, if they get into the finals. And next weekend will be the Fake Control Football Finals as well. So it'll be the Board Apes Club versus the Cinderella Zappers who were in last place. And then as soon as T.O. got traded, um, he they, they went on a ridiculous run and now they're oh, they're playing for the championship. It's wild stuff. I also got a chance to meet Terrell Owens and Drewski uh, this week. So if you haven't been checking out Twitter, go check the pictures out there. I'll go post that stuff on Instagram too in a little bit so you can get, a, get to see me rocking with those two folks. But much love to you all. Have a wonderful week. Uh, we'll see you here next Monday. And uh, check out the, the the socials for all the good stuff uh, there. Again, remember to go over to youtube.com slash spawn on me. Check out the content there. Please go share and subscribe and rate the show on every podcast platform that you can. Uh, and until then, we're going to get up out of here. Much love to you all. See you soon. Peace. <laughs>